0: Chapter number one, and I want to read a couple of verses of scripture, maybe three verses here, starting with verse 11, chapter one, verse eleven, Second Timothy, the apostle Paul writes to Timothy and says, whereunto I have appointed, I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause also I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and persuaded, and am persuaded, that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound speech or sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. I want you to notice verse 12, and um, I want you to think about these words. For I know, everybody say "I I know, whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I just want to use those words of the Apostle Paul and I want to speak to us uh, for just a few minutes about things that I know, things that I know. Amen. Let's lift up our voices to the Lord and let's pray that his word would find a lodging place and would comfort the hearts of people that is here tonight. Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. It's already anointed. I'm praying that you would bless that your work would be done, your will would be accomplished, lives would be touched and helped and strengthened through the word of the Lord. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to come and worship you, and I pray that you would bless tonight. And also, God, I pray you'd bring, bring blessings upon your people, not only here, but across the world. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. I think uh, one of the most difficult challenges about uh, the current circumstances that we're in is that there is so much uncertainty there is so much uh, that is unanswered there's so many questions that that people has and uh, many of these questions people are not able to answer they're not able to give any real true firm, uh, answer to the questions and they, they don't know because nobody has ever been here before. Everything, as I've already said, is fluid. We're in uncharted waters. And no one is certain about this crisis or what really lies around the next bend. They don't know about the future. They don't know about the economy. They don't know about the length of time that we can expect to be in flux or to be in this place that we're in. However, there are some things that we know because of our experience in God and through what we have in His Word. There's some things that we can be certain of. And certainty brings a certain peace to us. Uh, something about knowing and having confidence in certain things uh, can bring stability, can bring hope, and uh, can steal your heart and can help you to have the confidence that you need to face whatever challenges that are before you. I know that right now there's, there's that nagging worry and, and possible uh, attack of fear that tries to plague the mind, and it certainly has gripped the whole of this world. But as children of God, we understand that it's He that is our provider. It's He that is our protector. It's Him that is able to keep us. And it's Him that is able to provide and watch over us. And so, while I may not know about this virus and and, uh, how long it's going to last, and there's a lot of questions that our world is unable to answer, even those that are experts, so to speak, are unable to answer. There's one thing that we do know as children of God. And that is, we know who holds the future. Can you say praise the Lord to that? In Job chapter 19 and verse 25, Job had faced a trial. He didn't know when the trial was going to be over. He didn't know why it had even began in the first place. There was things that were happening so rapidly that it was hard for him to get his spiritual equilibrium. But the scripture says that he made this statement. For I know my Redeemer lives. There's a lot of things I don't know. There's a lot of questions in my mind. There's a lot of situations that I'm uncertain of. I don't know why this would happen to me, he could have said. I don't know why there's nothing that I can point to in my life that has caused this to happen. In fact, as you study the life of Job, there was nothing that would, that would cause this as far as actions that he had done. Deeds that he had committed that would cause these things to transpire in his life. But nevertheless, he said, I know my Redeemer lives. And it's interesting, And of all the titles that he could have used and said that he was alive, he said, I know my Redeemer lives. In other words, I know who's going to save me. And I know who's going to deliver me out of this. A Redeemer is a deliverer. I know who's going to bring me out and who's going to strengthen me and take care of me during this time. The psalmist said in in chapter 20 and verse 6, Now know the Lord, saveth his anointed. You and I who have the power of the Holy Ghost, we have the hand of God upon us. We have the favor of God upon us. We're not just Johnny-come-lately out here in the world, but we're children of the King and he is going to take care of, and he's going to save and keep his anointed. Psalms 46 and 10, it admonishes us, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we just have to step away. It's not going to be because of anything that we do within ourselves. It's not going to be because of our ingenuity. It's not going to be because of any energy that we expend that is going to cause things to get better. But we have to stand back and say, God, you're in control. God, you are able to turn this event around. You're able to turn the tragedy around. You're able to turn these circumstances back. And you are able to bring peace into this situation. And so I'm asking you to help me to remain patient in the meantime. I'm asking you to give me comfort in the meantime. Give me faith in the meantime to be still and know that you are God. Oh, he's going to prove himself real to somebody. He's going to prove that He's a prayer answer to somebody. He's going to prove that He can take care of His people through all of this. I just feel like God is going to prove to somebody that He hasn't forsaken you and He hasn't forgotten you, but He's going to be with you. He's going to He's going to give you peace in this ordeal. He's going to give you comfort in this situation. God's going to be there in the circumstances of your life. Oh, somebody ought to give Him praise right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Praise the Lord. I know He holds the future. I may not know what the future holds, but I know He holds the future. I know that He has got this. Amen. And then I know, I know, I'm confident of this, that He hasn't forsaken us. I mean, He really believes that? It's easy to feel alone. You know, I was thinking about these people, one of the things that is kind of detrimental uh, as far as emotionally about this particular virus or whatever is that people have to be quarantined and, and once they contract it and, and how that over a period of days that can have its own effect upon an individual and to think about being alone and, and uh, consumed just with your own thoughts and I'm glad that as a child of God that we're not in that particular situation that we have to feel alone Amen. That we have to feel all by ourselves. He has not forsaken us. He has not forgotten us. Psalms 56 and 9 said this I know. For God is for me. Amen. I'm going to tell you that there's a lot of things that might come up through this. And people think, well, this is the judgment and this is that. And they try to label. You ought to be careful with that. You ought to be careful with that. Amen. Let's don't tempt God. Let's let's don't get into surmising why all of these things are happening as they are. But we just know that God is for His church. God is for His people. And if we'll stay close to Him, He'll guide us through. He'll be with us. He has not forsaken us. I said He's not forsaken us. Amen. I was reading today one of my favorite verses of Scripture in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah went through some times when he felt alone or he felt like he was up against an insurmountable uh, opposition, something that he couldn't overcome by himself. And the Lord spoke through him and said these things. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Don't look at the situation just as it is right now and think this is... This is how it's going to be, and, uh, and this is how it's going to turn out. But this is not the expected end, but, but he knows what the expected end is going to be. This is not the end of the story, but he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. I'm going to tell you, instead of running in fear, we ought to run to the Lord. We ought to run to the prayer room. Somebody ought to call on Him. Somebody ought to seek Him because the Bible tells me right here that He will hearken unto me. He will hear me if I'll pray. i got to believe that. I'm confident of that. I'm assured of that. I'm not worried that, that he doesn't hear me. My Bible said his ear is not heavy nor is his hand short. But he is able not only to hear me, he's able to respond to me. He's able to work in my situation. He's able to turn the circumstances around. Amen. I think about about this situation and I thought today how that in Old Testament times this was more common and it definitely took place at times when there was pestilence and there was certain things that happened, there was plagues that came upon the land and uh, how in one particular time Moses went up to the tabernacle and stood in the door uh, to the house of God, stood Before the presence of the Lord and pleaded with God. And the Bible says that the plague was stayed and not another person perished because of that plague I want to tell you that we need people that will get in the presence of God and say Lord I want you to keep your hand on your people God I want you to stay the plague that is in our land I, I want you God to move and to bless and to give revival to souls and hearts and people that don't know you I pray that they would turn to you people that have once lived for you I pray that they would turn back To you, he would use this for your glory in some way, but somebody's got to get in the presence of the Lord in order for the plague to be stayed. I was thinking of one such time when Joel the prophet prophesied about it, and he was prophesying about the last days. How many believes we're living in the last days? And he was talking about pestilence that were gonna come upon the land. And how there was going to affect the food supply. And different things that were going to happen. And then in the midst of it all. It seems like he turns on a dime. And he starts. He starts prophesying about the spirit of God. Being poured out. And in in verse 27 of chapter 2 that same area of the book of Joel that he talks about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that Peter referenced when he preached on the day of Pentecost and said this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel in the last days saith God I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and you know the story Amen. but here he says in verse 27 ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never, never be ashamed. I'm telling you that God is going to raise up a people. God is going to have a church in the earth. God's glory is going to overshadow the earth as the waters does the sea, the Bible said. Somebody better believe here. Somebody better learn how to trust here. Somebody better put their faith in here. You need to quit putting your faith in man and start putting your faith in God and trust in Him that He's in control. Oh, come on. Let's give some praise to Him right now. Let's worship Him. Let's magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 27 tells us that He was going or he was sent to Rome as a prisoner on a mariner's ship. He was sent to stand before Caesar. And on this journey, they encountered a great storm, a great storm. And we've heard a lot of preaching about that. And in the midst of all of this, he told them they shouldn't make this trip in the first place. Nevertheless, they did. And... While in the midst of this journey, the storm came and it was so fierce that they had done everything they could to lighten their load, everything they could do to try to to survive and sustain themselves. And they were so discouraged and they didn't know where they were in the midst of the sea because they hadn't seen a star for several days. And there was no way to navigate and they were very afraid. And they thought it might be best to just abandon the ship because it appeared that it was going to be destroyed or torn apart. And in the midst of all of this, there was a man of God, the Apostle Paul, the man that they didn't listen to at first, but now in the midst of this turmoil, they understood that we we need a man that knows how to get a hold of God. And it says here, in verse 20, and I'm kind of breaking into the narrative of this story, and it says, When neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay upon us, all hope, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after some abstinence that meant that he fasted and he was praying, Paul stood forth in the midst of them. He, he got bold and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. And not have loosed from Crete. And to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Can you imagine? They're out there in the storm. They don't know where they're at. They've got enough sense to realize that the sea, there's more sea out here than there is land. We could be lost at sea and all perish at sea. Even if the boat makes it on the waters, we may all perish from hunger because we're lost at sea. They were concerned, and now the Apostle Paul is standing up before them and saying, Sirs, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. This old ship is going to be torn apart, but there be no loss of life among you. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve. I am God's entirely. Now I want to just tell you tonight if you're not entirely sold out to God, you got reason to fear. If you're not entirely given to God, you got a reason to be concerned in this world right now you got a reason to have trepidation. But if you're a child of God full of the Holy Ghost, you got to understand I'm his and he is mine. And he's going to take care of me. He's going to watch over me. He's going to be there for me. Saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. I'm going to tell you the church. The church should be so strong for God. God, so sold out for God that it not only is a hope for them and their family but it's also a hope for a world a hope for somebody around them that doesn't know God like they know God but because of their relationship with God God reaches in mercy God reaches in concern God reaches to save God reaches to protect God reaches I'm going to tell you those that ride with you those that accompany you, those that are around you. Amen. If you're a child of God, they're in a safer place than they would be out there in this world without any hope. I'm so thankful that we are children of God. Come on, let's give some praise to Him right now. I'm almost finished. You can go ahead and stand with me. Therefore, sirs, be a good cheer. He says it again. Come on. They're all sat down, trodden, crying, weeping, afraid, trembling, knees smoting against one another. And he's saying, be a good cheer for a second time. For I believe God. Right there in the midst of the storm. Wind still blowing. A tempest, confused, dark, don't know what the future holds. But yet the apostle Paul is saying, I believe God. I'd rather believe God than your experience. I'd rather believe God than you're able to get me out of this problem. I'd rather believe God than to believe all the scientists in America. I'd rather believe God than to try to trust in all of that. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna stand on the word of God. We're the children of God. We we must believe God. Amen. He said, I believe God that he shall be even as it was told to me. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. But then, but when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down radio. About midnight the shipmen deemed that, the, that they drew near to some country and sounded and found 20 fathoms and when they had gone a little further they sounded again and found 15 fathoms. In other words, we're headed for the rocks. We're headed for the shoals. In verse 30, and as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship when they had let down the boat into the sea. In other words, they took out those rafts that were on the side and they just let them go. And under color, as though they would have cast anchors out of the fore ship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Except you stay. You may have to hang on to a board and a broken piece. But if you'll stay holding on to this, if you'll stay holding on to the ship, you'll survive. You'll make it. I'm going to tell you something. I'm thankful for the church in hours of crisis and in times of need. When the world gets to shaking around me, I'm thankful that I'm a part of the church. When this thing gets to rocking and reeling and we're living in the last days, that's what we've been living for God for. That's what we put our faith in. That's why we've committed ourselves to this. And the Bible tells us that He is able to... Keep that which I have committed unto him. I have put my hope in God. I have put my trust in God. He's not going to forsake me now. He's not going to let us down at this moment. Why don't you lift up your hands and let's give some praise to the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, let's earnestly pray right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel the touch of God in this place. Oh, I feel like the spirit of fear is being dispelled. Oh, the worry, the dread, the trepidation, the intimidation of the enemy is being lifted off of some people's minds and hearts right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know why this came to my mind, but maybe there's somebody here that you're really concerned because you got responsibilities, you got a family, you got financial obligations and whatnot. Let me just tell you this little testimony. When I and my wife felt to go evangelizing, it was uh, 1991, 92, somewhere right in there. You, you guys know what it was like back then, especially where we were at in California. There was a major recession that was going on. I mean, it was it a was pretty, pretty desperate situation. There had been a lot of um, upheaval because of the, the recent war. And um, I don't know, just a, it was a rocky time. And uh, it wasn't the best time uh, to go evangelizing and to strike out in faith on an endeavor like that. But nevertheless, we felt like that was the will of God. And matter of fact, there wasn't a whole lot of other options available. And I think sometimes God puts us in positions like that where he closes every other door so you, you got that one to go through and that's it. And so we struck out on evangelistic field. As you know, right from the beginning, it seemed like things just... Literally blew up in our face. Everything that could go wrong kind of went wrong. The first little while, trailer burnt. I, I had a, uh, some some problems from that, and then uh, uh, my sister-in-law uh, was involved in a situation where uh, her her boyfriend. And it was a tragedy, and and and, and this man was. Was killed and that all happened within a, a just a few week period. Uh, home burns had one revival scheduled. I mean, it's, it just it just looked pretty bleak, is what I'm trying to say. And there was a period of time in there where it would have been easy to question and wonder: Am I doing the right thing? Is this is this this is this really God or is this just me? In other words, and uh, so. Uh, I had to get another trailer, had to get new clothes, new air. I mean, I'm literally, I didn't have, the clothes I had on was the only clothes that I had. That's hard for some of us to imagine, but I had a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt that I was wearing was the only thing I personally owned as far as clothing was concerned. Everything else was burned up. Somebody fortunately bought me a suit, and so I had one suit, and I wore it, and then somebody else come along, and and bought me a few more, and and so finally was able to rebuild, obviously. But uh, but God, uh, through that period of time, and and there it didn't it didn't necessarily happen overnight, but it, it it did begin to happen, and God began to open things up and begin to provide, and begin to take care of needs. But I'll never forget some of the miracles that transpired in our lives during that period of time, when it looked dark, when it looked bleak when it looked like there was absolutely no hope whatsoever. God takes care of His people. And if He calls you and if He's placed His hand upon you, you don't have to worry. He's going to make a way for you. He's going to make a way for you. I remember praying specific prayers and then looking back in just a matter of a short period of time and seeing those prayers come to fruition almost down to a they were so... It was almost frightening to the detail that it was coming to pass, how God was answering those prayers. I'm going to tell you, it's not time for us to shrink away. I'm going to tell you what it's a time for us to do. It's time for us to pray big and audacious prayers right now because God is able to give us some miracles. God is able. Matter of fact, I feel like right now in the Holy Ghost, if you want a miracle in the next little while, I want you to step out from where you are. I want you to come down to this. Front with your hands raised and say, God, here's a specific miracle that I'm praying for. I'm going to be audacious enough tonight. I'm going to be audacious enough right now to respond to the word of God. I'm not going to back up. I'm going to use my 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 lack of ability and my 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 worries and and my fears of the future. I'm not going to let all that get in my way. But I'm going to believe you, Lord Jesus. That you are able to do some big things for us. You're able to bring us through with a mighty hand. You're able to bring us out into great glory. You're able to cause some wonderful things to happen in our lives. I want you to believe God right now for it. I want you to trust God right now for it. I want you to lift up your voice to Him right now. And believe Him with me right now. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we're people of God. We're people of faith. We're people that believe and trust in the one that's in control. We, we know him that is able to do it seating and abundantly above all that we ask or that we think. Hallelujah. Come on, tell him about it right now. Express it to him right now. Articulate it to God right now. Hallelujah. Share your concerns with the Lord. Give your worries and your fears to Him. Cast your cares upon Him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Rabbi Rabbi Oh, In Jesus' name, somebody praise Him. Somebody praise Him. Somebody praise it. Don't let your faith just die down. Amen. But keep it alive. Keep it alive. Keep it alive. Oh, does anybody got the confidence right now and faith in God that he is able, that he's going to take care of it? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Come on, the flesh, the flesh is saying, oh, run, flee, go to your hiding place. You know, that's what, that's what the enemy has always tried to do to the people of God is to put fear on them. Now, I'm not saying anybody that's, that's got a situation with their health and using caution. I'm I'm not trying to put them in that crowd. I want you to understand that I, I'm not doing that at all. What I am saying is, is more of what's going on right here in people's minds and, and spirits. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. Praise God. We can't let fear get a hold of us. We can't let it plague us. We can't let it keep it up, keep us up at night. We can't let it uh, cause us to be overreactive. We can't ca- let it cause us, uh, Amen, to give up on hopes and, and and dreams in God and shrink back and not believe God. Press forward for revival. Oh no, we can't accept that. We can't accept that. That's that's worldly thinking. That's that's ungodly, unbiblical thinking. Oh, but the child of God realizes, uh, Amen. That God you. You, you, you know what's going on. I'm just going to live for you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to do right. I, I'm going to be. I'm going I'm to do what I know I need to do. I'm going to serve you to my best ability. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to live according to your word. I'm going to do your will. I'm going to be faithful to you. And I know that you're going to take care of me. Praise the Lord if you believe that. And if you are trusting God in this period of time. I want you once again. We're going to pray a prayer together that God would bless this congregation. Amen. That God would keep this congregation. I want you to raise your hands with me right now. We're going to pray a prayer of faith. God I pray that you would bless this congregation. There would be no loss in wages. There would be no loss in provision. God, that you would protect this congregation, that you would minister to this congregation and minister through them to a world that is is fearful, a world that is in need. I pray you'd bring us up as a light. Help us to shine bright. Help us to minister to our world. Help us not to join with the warriors and the fearful, but help us, God, to be a beacon of hope and of faith. In Jesus' name, I pray that you would bless your people. I pray that you would help your people tonight. In the name of the Lord. Somebody just feel like worshiping the Lord a little bit more. Somebody feel like praising Him right now. I know it's Wednesday night, but we ought to worship on a Wednesday night. We ought to praise God on a Wednesday night. Somebody ought to leap for joy on a Wednesday night. Somebody ought to dance before the Lord on a Wednesday night. Somebody ought to give him a wave offering on a Wednesday night. Yeah, the devil didn't want us to, but we did. Amen. We worshiped and we praised God because we know that he's the king of kings. And he sits on the throne of the earth. <laughs> Hallelujah.